I'm Priscilla. I'm one of the pastors here at HDBB and also training as an ordinant at St. Paul's Theological College and part of the team that leads the 5 p.m. service. So special shout out to you guys at the 5 today. I'm really grateful that we can still meet online because we are living in very unusual times and each of us are processing this very differently. You're likely facing circumstances either individually or with your families, your businesses or your finance and so many others. For me, I got married a week before the MCO began and my husband Josh and I went from seeing each other on dates to being together all the time. Uh, we're really fortunate that our wedding happened anyway, but it's quite a contrast before and after. But I've also had some close friends who had to delay their weddings and I can only imagine how challenging and hard that must be. But I'd like to encourage all of us today in whatever circumstances that we are in at the moment, one thing's for sure, God is not absent in this pandemic. He hears the cry of our hearts and He's with us. In fact, He's taking what the enemy has meant for evil, He's turning it around and He's going to use it for our good. So wherever you're watching this from today, whichever part of the globe that you're part of or uh, you're watching with us online for the very first time, we pray that God will encounter you in a special and a fresh way there in your homes. I'm really excited to share the word with you today. Just last week, we celebrated Good Friday and Easter online for the very first time. Just give me a quick comment or a hands up in the chat if you were there on, online with us. That was an incredible weekend to remember what the cross means that Jesus' story did not end in death, but He rose again from the grave three days after conquering sin and death once and for all for us. And today we want to look at how we can receive that gift God has given to us at Easter. Now, just before going to the cross, Jesus took a little bit of time to explain to his disciples what it means through a meal. And today we want to go back to that story. Our passage is from Luke 22, verse 7 to 20 on the Last Supper. Now, you'd probably be very familiar with the world-famous painting of Leonardo da Vinci on the Last Supper. And if Jesus were to have the Last Supper today, it would probably look like this. The police not too happy that they were not practicing social distancing. And it would have probably had to result to this. Last Supper in the Upper Zoom. <laughs> Memes aside, let's read the passage together, okay? Then came the day of the unleavened bread on which the Passover lamb had to be sacrificed. Jesus sent Peter and John saying, Go and make preparations for us to eat the Passover. Where do you want us to prepare it? They asked. He replied, As you enter the city, a man carrying a jar of water will meet you. Follow him to the house he enters and say to the owner of the house, The teacher asks, Where is the guest room where I may eat the Passover with my disciples? He will show you a large room upstairs, all furnished. Make preparations there. They left and found things just as Jesus told them. So they prepared the Passover. 
Now, the Passover is the pinnacle of the Jewish calendar. Thousands and thousands of Jews from around the world would come to the city of Jerusalem to have this feast. So it's a huge celebration. And the Jews would have this Passover meal as a remembrance of what God has done to deliver His people out of slavery from Egypt. So Jesus' disciples were very well acquainted with this meal. They've practically grown up with it their whole lives. But here, Jesus was about to bring a new meaning to this meal. Now, the Bible also tells us that Jesus ate this meal with His disciples on His last night on earth before He was betrayed, uh, given over to the Roman authorities to be crucified. So you can kind of say this was like a last-minute supper. But we can gather that because Jesus did that, this meal was important for Him to have with His disciples, and it's still important for us today. Now, verse 14 tells us this, When the hour came and Jesus and His apostles reclined at the table, and He said to them, I have eagerly desired to eat this Passover with you before I suffer. For I tell you, I will not eat it again until it finds fulfillment in the kingdom of God. So Jesus here stressed that He really wanted to have this meal. He eagerly desired to have this meal with His disciples. Verse 17, After taking the cup, He gave thanks and said, Take this and divide it among you. For I tell you, I will not drink again from the fruit of the vine until the kingdom of God comes. And He took bread, gave thanks and broke it and gave it to them saying, This is my body given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, after the supper, He took the cup saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood which is poured out for you. This passage is often read when we take communion together at our services, and sometimes we can get familiar with it or even forget what it means. But perhaps like Jesus' first disciples, He wants to bring a new meaning to this meal again to us. Or it could be that you're new to all of this and not quite sure what it means. Now at this point, Jesus connects the Passover to His suffering and death, but also the power of His resurrection for all of us who would believe and receive Him. Now the question is, how can we receive what Jesus has done for us on the cross? Now the bread in this passage represents the body of Jesus. Jesus took the bread, gave thanks, and broke it, saying, This is my body given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. So Jesus foretold to his disciples that his body will be broken, beaten, and bruised. He will take upon himself our brokenness, our sin, our shame, our guilt, and even our hurt, so that today we can be made whole. And what's really interesting is bread was the staple food in Jesus' time. So if Jesus were to do the Last Supper here in Malaysia, he'd probably use um, maybe rice or our kind of bread. Roti canai. Don't worry, I'm not, I'm not doing a cook show. Well, the point is, um, it was a part of their everyday diet. This staple food gave them a nutrition for their physical bodies and sustenance for life. In the same way, in receiving Jesus' death, He becomes our source of life and sustenance and nutrition for our souls. 
Jesus said this in John 6.35, I am the bread of life and whoever comes to me will never go hungry and whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. What rice is or roti canai is or even noodles is to your tummy, Jesus wants to be that for your souls. Now in a time where we are surrounded by fear and uncertainty, what are we feeding on every day? Is our staple breakfast the news and the number of cases that are rising globally? Or are we feeding our souls on the voices of social media? Today, Jesus invites us to come and let Him be our sustenance. Let Him be the nutrition for our souls. Come and receive peace and hope and strength to face tomorrow from Him. Come and receive rest for your souls. Come and receive healing for your physical bodies and your broken heart in this time. He loves you. He cares for you. And He's still at work today. He still does wonders and miracles right now. Now, how do we do this? Some practical steps. Um, one of my friends, she made a rule for herself, which is um, Bible before phones in the mornings. Or uh, Bible and breakfast is a great way to start your day. My husband makes great coffee with the coffee machine I bought him. And I try to start my day in the morning that way with uh, my Bible over breakfast, especially now that I don't have to brace the KL traffic to go to the office. And for those of you who have kids, um, I really can only imagine how challenging it must be at this time. Perhaps Bible in one year audio can be great for you. One of my friends listens to it while he's feeding his kids in the morning. And what Bible in one year is, it's, um, it's an app that you can download on your phone for free and it has a Bible reading plan. And it's something that many of us at HDBB find very helpful to read the Word of God every day. Or if you feel like it's too much to go to an app and you prefer to read uh, the Word of God on your physical Bible so that there's no distractions, I suggest that you just pick a book and start reading. And if you're reading the Gospels for the very first time, um, the Book of Mark is a great place to start. It's the shortest book uh, um, of the Gospels and um, it's just going to give you a great comprehension of what Jesus has done for your life. Um, read a chapter a day and you can finish it in two weeks. Have a go at it, whichever way that works for you. The point is to allow God to encounter you, to speak to you, and to allow Him to be your daily bread. I find that as I do that every day, uh, God begins to speak to me directly. And I also find that because He loves me and He knows me so well better than anyone else, that there are parts of my heart that only He can speak to and no one else can do that the way that He does. The promise is that Jesus is the bread of life. This is His word. And if we read it, He will feed us. Where there's silence um, everywhere in the world right now, more, far more than usual, God wants to break that silence and speak to your heart and nourish you. In verse 20, Jesus said this about the cup. This cup is the new covenant in my blood, which is poured out for you. Now the cup represents the blood of Jesus which was shed for us on the cross. And in receiving what Jesus has done for us on the cross, His blood washes away our sin, our guilt, our shame. Isaiah 1.18 tells us, Though your sins are like scarlet, 
they shall be white as snow, and though they are red as crimson, they shall be like wool. We are forgiven, and not only that, we are made into a new creation through the blood of Jesus. 2 Corinthians 5.17 tells us, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come, the old has gone, and the new is here. Now, what does that mean for us today? It means that we can enter the presence of God boldly and with confidence without any condemnation or guilt. Um, my wedding was held in a bungalow in Genting. And for those of you who are not in Malaysia, um, it's one of the highlands here in our country. So it's cool and really nice. So I dressed in a white dress, which I thought was the most beautiful white dress. And when the ceremony began and it was my turn to walk down the aisle, I walked out of that room, walked down three glorious flights of steps, very princess-like, and walked to the altar to meet my groom. Jesus wants to make us new and just like my white dress, He clothes us with righteousness so that we can boldly and confidently walk to the altar and meet Him. Now, as we face a very unprecedented time, a global pandemic, more than ever before, we need the presence of God in our lives. And more importantly, He longs to be with us. He longs to be our friend and our comforter in this time of need. In His presence is where we find joy and strength to face tomorrow. We don't need to wear a mask before God. We don't need to uh, feed on our fears, our, our frustrations of the situation, or even how furious we are feeling about it. Now, we, in the midst of isolation, we don't need to be isolated from God. He does not put us on quarantine um, just because of something we have done before. Instead, He invites us into His presence and He says, Come, come and sit at His feet. He wants to lavish His love on you, pour out His love for you, show you that He cares and loves you. I can be really forgetful. I've lost a lot of bottles and keys in my lifetime and maybe some of you guys who are hearing this right now feel a little less lonely about that. But what the Bible also tells us is that we can all can be quite forgetful when it comes to the goodness of God. And we all need to be reminded again. When Jesus gave the broken bread to His disciples, He said, do this in remembrance of me. Now, God is encouraging us today. Don't forget what He has done for you on the cross. Don't forget that He's conquered sin and shame and even death once and for all. Don't forget that He's been faithful and He will be faithful. Always remember that He loves you. He's for you. He's not against you in this time. And He's more than enough to heal and provide for you. Nothing and no one in this world, not even a pandemic, can ever separate you from His love. Now, maybe this is the first time you've um, heard about what Jesus has done for you on the cross. Now, today He invites you to come and we just receive from Him. His blood makes you new, makes you clean and washes you from all sin, shame and guilt. And there's no condemnation for you. You can come into the presence of God. 
And maybe for um, some of us, we are feeling a lot of fear and anxiety, maybe even disappointment or um, despair, or even facing some sort of death around us. Jesus calls you to come and let Him be your life and sustenance. Let Him be your comforter and friend. Come into His presence. Let's pray together. Father, we thank you that in the midst of all that's happening um, all around the world, God, you are far from absent. Instead, God, you said that you are near to the brokenhearted and you are our ever-present help in times of need. So God, I pray for every person who's listened to your word today, God, that you will send forth your Holy Spirit and touch them deep within their heart and to remind them that they are not alone in this time, God, that you are with them and God, you will never leave them nor forsake them, God. Would you minister to their hearts, speak to them directly. And for those who need hope, Lord, would you bring hope into their hearts? For those who need providence, God, would you provide? Lord, you are such a good father and you are well able to provide, oh God, for your children. God, we thank you for your word today. We thank you that you can be our life and our sustenance. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.